1: True. You're a pearl
0: and a and Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022.
1: Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am h Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines from the L. A. Times. It rhymes. <laughs> that's beautiful. Because I'm right up in the L. A. Times with Golden Con, that's why I said that. Okay, go on. Sorry.
0: I'm Carrie Doherty, not of the LA Times currently.
1: Well, you were kind of, because I think they mentioned the podcast. I forget, I didn't, I, I think they mentioned it.
0: It was, you looked gorgeous in it, by the way.
1: Yeah, it was just photos of me. And it, I did look gorgeous, you're right. I mm-hmm. actually did look amazing. So um, yeah, that's wonderful.
0: And this is a podcast. Oh, yes,
1: and guys, this is a podcast, not talking about me. Um, this is a podcast <laughs> where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it. But we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all of the iconic 24 episodes of the Golden Palace, which, of course, was a spinoff of the Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the United States on Hulu. Yes.
0: And we just watched season one, episode 14, titled Runaways, which aired on January 15th, 1993 and is the one where blanche chooses a man over the hotel and oliver's mom comes to get him and honestly there was so much going on in this there, episode i'm exhausted just thinking episode, about the fact that we have to talk about it all
1: first off first off i i have to like just throw out there that this episode felt like a really chaotic episode of touch by an angel like where cuz touch by an angel always used to like i mean anyone who did you ever watch *Touch by an Angel? I did not. I didn't really, but my family did. Like my parents did. So I watched it sort of with them. And there was, there was so much chaotic like things in every episode. Like someone would almost die or like die. And then they would like see their life. And it was very, it's a wonderful life or whatever. And there were just so many factors involved in telling an episode of Touched by an Angel. That's what this episode felt like. There were so many things that happened. And then the things that you expect to see happen don't happen.
0: Yeah. My, so, so we're going to have Mark Sutkin on this podcast um, soon. We haven't interviewed him yet, but we're going to, and um, you know, he was the showrunner of the golden palace and yes. he was in, uh, you know, an EP, a writer on the golden girls as well. Mm-hmm. And I I want to ask him about this episode because I really feel like I want to know what the deal with Oliver was because I felt like they did him such a disservice in this episode Mm -hmm. because they were, there was just so much going on. Like there's a, a Blanche and Rose story about like. You know blanche putting things off onto rose yeah and then there's also like sophia and oliver oh running away and wanting to steal cars and get into trouble but also oliver's mom is showing up and she wants to get him and roland's getting a little upset but Played also the they're trying Joey to plan Richardson. a. oh god we're going to talk about her and yeah. then they're planning a sweet 16 party they're holding which auditions they for talent, which like they're just there was so much going on yeah that I- that that oliver we didn't even, I mean, and I know Oliver hasn't really been in a lot of episodes lately, but yeah. but but for Oliver to leave and for that to have no, really, it didn't have a place in the story. We yeah. we never say goodbye to Oliver. We never see Roland say goodbye to Oliver. We never find out how Oliver feels about the fact that his mother is coming. I would have liked to have seen Oliver maybe torn. Does he want to stay? Does he want to go? It's chaotic of
1: that chaotic and just so you know there also is a line that says penis compliments from us to you which like okay oh the
0: pens and then there was a whole runner about pens we'll
1: we'll get we'll get to the pens but we I do want to say that even though this was a very chaotic episode and what I found at Golden Girls Con is that like for someone like Mark Sotkin who did a lot of TV did a lot of TV and he was he was flying back and forth between LA and Colorado when he was doing golden palace, cause he was living in Colorado. And so it was chaotic. When you ask specifics about things, it's definitely like he, I, I think he said something like, you know, you've watched this way more recently than I have. And I'm always like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Cause we're obsessive and we do these deep dives into him. This was just another two weeks of work. You know what I mean? And then he moved on to the next episode and the next episode. So it is, I don't know. For me, I still think that this, even though this episode is chaotic, there were some really, really funny bits in this episode. There were some oh, like
0: for funny sure. moments, but there are also sure.
1: some really confusing moments as well. Actually, there were more confusing moments than funny bits, I will say, but it's still not horrible. It wasn't horrible to watch. I we, I was watching it literally right before we got on, and I texted you afterwards, and I was like, this is insane. And Michael was like, what, what, what happened? What, like he, and he hasn't been watching as religiously as you and I have, he's just been watching as I watch sort of like as he works and does stuff, you know? And he was like, that felt off. Like, did something happen? And for him to say that, I think says a lot.
0: You know what this episode felt like? It felt like, have you ever been standing either on a subway platform or outside when a train has gone by and yes, you're trying to you're trying to catch, you're trying to look and see details of someone's face as the trains moving. But You're it's looking moving. for
1: Emily Blunt, who's looking in people's houses. Of course. What, yeah.
0: So you're looking, but you can't make out a single face and your head's just bobbing back and forth yeah. like you're at like a wild Wimbledon game. That's how yeah. I felt watching this episode. I just couldn't latch on to anything for too long. Yeah. And it, there was just so much. I agree with you. There were some funny moments. There's a scene. We're going to play a clip from it. I think Roland and Chewie's funniest moments in this entire series so far. Yeah. Um. There's a uh, there's a, a really still great
1: didn't see Roland. I'm just throwing that out there. This is not the episode where we see Ro- Roland's Roland.
0: I think I know what episode it
1: is. I don't know yet because I'm I'm only up to this episode. I know. I know. I, I did not see anything in this episode, and I watched twice because that's what we do, or that's what I do. And I, I, the first run was just for me taking notes. And the second run was for me looking for Roland's Roland. And I didn't, I have not seen it yet.
0: You do a Don Cheadle's Cheadle pass at the
1: yes, Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, Cause right. there's, you have to do a viewing just for Donnie's Cheadle. You know, you have to, I mean, of I course. think, don't you do that? Everyone does that. Right. guys? No, I, Everyone I, listening does that. <laughs> I do yeah. not do that. <laughs>
0: Uh all right, we got a lot to talk about. So let's maybe let's take a quick little break and I'm going to um fuel up with some uh, I might eat some propel water, some Gatorade, yeah, drink my propel um and then let's oh boy, let's get into this episode.
1: Let's do it. And we're back. <laughs> this oh, is comfortable. I So, so we open up and and Blanche is holding a sandwich, you know, and this again, again,
0: what? No, that's not how this episode opens.
1: Well, I mean, it opens, she's, she's doing stuff, but she's holding a sandwich. She has a sandwich in her hand. Doesn't she? Yeah,
0: she it op- The episode opens with Sophia in the kitchen.
1: Oh yes. You're right. I'm sorry. This is
0: why I do this part. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was
1: focused on <laughs> Blanche's sandwich.
0: I, I do appreciate you real like taking the lead on this one, Welcome. but you and I know how this relay race yes. works.
1: Yes. I yes.
0: love you so much. <laughs> we start with Sophia in the kitchen. And she sees a dead fish on the counter, which she freaks out because this is the Sicilian sign that there's been a hit. Yeah. And so she sees a man. Is this man an assassin? We don't know. So she says, A pox on you, a pox, I say. And then she realizes it's the delivery guy. And she goes, Oh, yeah, I ordered this. Um, so <laughs> Sophia, so that's a little funny bit. Chewie comes in. Sophia wants to borrow Chewie's car to go downtown you know get my feet scraped maybe get a yogurt you know live um oh, get a yogurt <laughs> i love i love it get a yogurt get her feet scraped um sophia should not be driving and no. i'm so glad that everyone in this episode said no to giving her their car
1: well we had there was a whole episode of the golden girls where that happened too so like mm-hmm. yes everyone mm-hmm. should continue saying no
0: <laughs> yes everybody should continue saying no and um, Chewy's like, you know, no way I'm not giving you my car. Like you're an old lady. You'll leave a, bl- you'll leave the blinker on the whole time, which is such an old lady thing to do.
1: Well, it's also what I do, but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you're an old lady.
1: Yeah. My car doesn't me- indicate that it's blinking. There's no sound.
0: Oh, so you wouldn't even know if you accidentally left it on. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, Maybe there is like a faint sound. I don't hear it. Like I don't hear it in the car. And so like, I just, I just sometimes forget about it.
0: Sometimes I think people try to make quiet cars a little too quiet.
1: I know. Thank you. Thank you. Kia, do something about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, he basically, he's like, no. And then I love it. Her and and Sophia and she, we have such a cute exchange. She goes, a pox on you. He's like, what? She's like, a pox on you. It's my new thing. Isn't it a giggle? <laughs> I want to start not to admit, saying that. I isn't, sometimes isn't that a giggle.
1: I do sometimes too, because I even though I like the characters of Chewie, and of course I like the character of Roland. Sometimes I don't know. I feel like in this series, they did not give Sophia the meaty stuff that she deserves because now she is, she's not a supporting character, or at least she shouldn't be a supporting character. She should be one of the leads. She I mean, clearly there's only three of them now. She should be a lead. And half the times they give her stuff that it just isn't good and it's just like she's she can do so much more i don't know so i think i tune out sometimes with her scenes
0: yeah i hear you i, I sometimes i wish they i could they would give her more as well um yeah, give but... her
1: give her a give her a nectarine episode give her just give oh, her something so you know because she yeah. can carry an episode because she is such an iconic character and she know. knows the character so well that I even know. if she does struggle with memorizing lines it's like who cares? Give her a cue card and give her an episode. We're still going to love it and watch it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so then Sophia asks Blanche if she can borrow her car. Yeah. And, uh, and this Blanche is like,
1: this is Blanche holding that weird purse sandwich that that it's just it, it was very jarring to me because it did not look like a delicious sandwich. It did not. It looked like French bread or like a crunchy, like a like a hard bread.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a she's holding it for a while,
1: a while, and she's never eating it, and she's never. Fun- well, like- that's
0: that's an actor's choice because once you choose to eat something on camera, sure. you have to continue eating it at you the same do place and
1: pretend to eat it, or like you could do what Blanche. What I believe Blanche would do is that she would hold it in her hand and she would take, she'd tear off little pieces of bread and put it in her mouth and just sort of like kind of nibble on it a little bit. Yeah, you know I mean?
0: Blanche. Like- again, we've talked about this. Rue McClanahan. Her prop work with food is amazing. The way that she takes olives out of a jar, and Hot I know sandwich. her sandwich work well, that's I mean, but a sandwich isn't like an appetizer, you know, it's a no. little bit harder.
1: But we've to all do the with type a sandwich of sandwich before, and sometimes you're worried about it falling apart at mid walk. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're worried, and she only had it in a little napkin. I mean, that meat would fall out.
0: But again, I go back to the Rue McClanahan of it all. She is an actor who's used to doing food work in a very particular way. And then they give her like a hoagie.
1: Oh, God, guys, come on. Don't give her a hoagie. Give her like a like a like a corn dog.
0: I I want Blanche with a jar of olives. My favorite thing to do is watch her eat olives. or Um, Pickles. Give her some pickles. Um, so she says, no, Sophie, you can't have my car. And Sophie is like, I know what this is about. The ding I put in your car last time I borrowed it. And Blanche goes, ding, the paramedics had to get you out of there with the jaws alive. What
1: kind of accident was this?
0: A very bad one. I
1: mean, how did she survive that accident?
0: There are so many things that happen in this episode where I'm like, we need to be making a much larger issue about this. <sighs> Sophia straight up steals a car, like a a guest's car. Potentially two.
1: Potentially two.
0: Yeah, potentially two. I mean, there's a lot going on. Anyway. So, but I do love the way she says Jaws alive. Um, so, Blanche, and again, oh, this is so much hotel business. My notes, I had to keep pausing. It took me like four hours to watch this episode. <laughs> so, Blanche is at the hotel currently planning a sweet 16 party for their banker's daughter who holds the note on the hotel.
1: Insane. Why does the daughter hold the note?
0: Well, no, the banker holds the note.
1: Oh. I, I, I literally watched the whole time being like, why does this child hold the note? This is insane. But also, wait, so OK, the banker owns it. That's normal, right? The bank owns it. Yeah,
0: I don't I, I assume whole, I should have looked this up because I thought maybe one of we were going to have a question about this, I think, holds the note on the hotel, maybe. And again, or maybe our audience can clue us in. We could do a quick Google. I'm assuming it means something like it's like a loan the mortgage. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, there. It, it's basically the person who maybe they get their loan through to pay. That's word. It's on. so
1: weird because like, do, now do, I'm looking do actual up. bankers hold notes or is it like a bank that holds a note? Because like, you know, like you get your home loan from like a Capital One or a Bank of America or whatever it is. I don't know where people get home loans from. I don't own a home, but you get a home loan from a, from a loan service, from a banking service. And then that bank is where you pay your mortgage payments to.
0: Okay. Holding a note on real estate. Essentially, it's a written agreement to pay back the debt. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a loan. Did they go to some
1: random dude?
0: Well, he's a banker. So he's probably with a bank, you know, a Wells Fargo.
1: Yes. The bank of America, Not the banker. So really them throwing this party for this, this kid is not going to make one difference or else because the bank owns it, not the dude.
0: Right, but maybe this is the person who approved the loan.
1: Like, and yeah what what can you do to them now? Nothing, right? Like, I mean, the I don't
0: know. See, this I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> this episode is insane.
1: It just, it just feels weird to me that they feel off. Uh, and yes, it okay. So what this is is them sort of grasping at straws to find a reason to have another hotel problem. It's really. state
0: right it's basically like okay because this is the banker's daughter this sweet 16 party has to go off without a hitch yeah do we ever see the sweet 16 party or know how it no absolutely do we know how it turned out no
1: and another thing that gets lost in this episode so blanche goes into the the lobby and roland kind of says that you're eating a lot or something like which is very rude of roland very rude Mm -hmm. to call out her eating and and she talks about how she's eating to because she has a low sex drive or something now, or because she hasn't got laid basically. Which, okay, I get it. That would have been a funny, funny bit for her to continue throughout the episode. This food thing ends here, it ends right at the beginning. It never comes back. It's just sort of lost in the beginning. It blows me away. And that's funny to me to see Blanche like binge eating because she's not getting laid. That's a hilarious storyline. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, oh. I think. I think the reason it goes away is because, um, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to rewind just for a second because this is where we start the bit about the pens. Oh yeah. So Blanche is, and I'm so sorry, dear listeners, bear with us here as we, as we, as we,
1: they're in it, as we hike
0: through this rough terrain,
1: it's going to be fun.
0: So Blanche wants the Sweet 16 party to go so well that she yeah. actually threw out all the pens
1: she at threw the lobby
0: because, and she ordered new ones that say compliments of the Golden Palace. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, last week, two weeks so ago, they don't she say was that. literally embezzling and now she's wasting money on pens, but fine. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bit where Roland says the word onus and Rose laughs because she thought Have he you said noticed penis. though,
1: when she, whenever like, so many scenes start with Rose coming from under the 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 desk to above. Like mm-hmm. she's she's bending down and then she gets comes. Literally every episode, you we meet Rose as she's <laughs> doing something below the desk at the lobby, and then she has to come up. And it's just it's becoming a thing that I'm obsessed with. That's funny.
0: Playing. That could have been like an inside joke with the writers. I so, they're like, I like it a lot. Yeah. I do like it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Roland, like you said, Roland, like shames Blanche for eating meatball subs and, um, don't do that.
1: Don't ever do that to anyone.
0: Yeah. I was like, no, no. And she says, well, I'm frustrated. And Roland goes, that's what I'm saying. We need to talk about this. And Blanche goes, I'm sexually frustrated. And he goes, I don't (laughs) want to talk about this. Um, but, but so what you were saying is that this goes away. I think the reason why it goes away is because Blanche has a date and she's feeling good about it. And you know what? I think we need to play this clip because it is so good. Poor thing. He doesn't have a prayer because tonight I have a date with the most wonderful man who has ever come into my life. His name is Ernie Niles.
1: Ernie. Oh. Tonight, but we're auditioning entertainers for the party. This is important, Blanche. Oh, honey, I'll do it tomorrow, but I need this tonight, please. He is such a charming man, and he's so witty and bright, and he is really cute. Ernie, oh. This is nauseating. I can't stand here and listen to this. He's cute. Blanche, I've never met a cute man. Men are not cute. If you want cute, you date Winnie the Pooh. Winnie, oh. Oh. Uh, winnie the it's f- the oh.
0: most rose Nyland thing of all yeah. time and the way she's clutching the pin the pillow winnie who i this, i laughed so hard me, at that
1: i get so frustrated watching this because knowing how the episode turns out the whole blanche on the date situation and like her getting with this guy whom we never meet we never see this man um that it just is unnecessary and they could have just had her like doing funny food things throughout the episode and and trying to get laid. Like that, any man that comes in, she could have chased like it. Like it would have been so funny to have contained her story in the hotel rather than taking her out of the hotel. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so when we get sort of, when we get further along in the episode we get toward the end I'm gonna pitch how I would have told this story um because I think there's one part that you could just very easily lift out yeah um but I don't know for now rose is getting turned on by Winnie the Pooh it's amazing
1: yeah true it is
0: then <laughs> then Rose and Roland are ho- hold auditions for Which the is for such talent a for the girl. sweet 16th.
1: Which is such Party. a beautiful golden girls trope that like they I guess they haven't done it a lot, but every time the girls do hold auditions or if there's a moment of holding auditions, I get really excited because it's always a moment for what I feel like is roses sort of like rose and probably B. Arthur, but more rose old school TV variety show bits where someone comes on and does something weird and it sort of harks back to that like old school vaudevillian way of just doing stupid humor.
0: I, yeah, I wrote that in my notes too. I wrote, the women are always in charge of holding auditions. Which I love. I love it. It's so great. For banquets. And I was like, you know, they, I mean, they've held so many auditions at this point. Rose Mm. could have just like hired the Del Rubio triplets, hire hire the drag jazz band. Like you've auditioned so many people at this point. You audition caterers, like, you
1: know, Miami, you know what you're doing. Yeah, but the guy they but the guy they have is so I I did too. And I didn't think I was going to when he started, I was like, oh brother. And then by the end of his bit, I was laughing. This is the funniest part of the episode. I was laughing so hard. It is, are you smiling? (laughs) I I was too like Rose just like nodding. Nodding. Yes, I'm smiling. Oh
0: God. I this to me, as someone who's worked in writers' rooms on sitcoms. There comes a time when it's like 11 o'clock at night and everyone's a little silly and you pitch something so ridiculous, but everybody's laughing so hard and you know, it's dumb, but you're like, we got to do it. We got to do it. And that's what this felt like to me. Yeah, Yeah. So, so there's a man, they're in the, um, they're in the, like the dining room and, uh, Roland and Rose are at the desk. And there's this man standing in front of them, and Roland's like, uh, his name's Mr. Siegel. It's like every Mr. dad Siegel, on
1: vacation, honestly. Oh,
0: every, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And he says, Mr. Siegel, it, uh, it just says you're an entertainer. What do you do? And this guy delivers every line in the same just shouty voice. He goes, yep. I'm a mime. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets into a box. Oh, yeah. and he goes. And he closes the lid like a trunk and he goes, I'm trapped in a box. (laughs) And now he's in the box. We cannot see him. And Roland's like, um, what made you want to become a mime? And he goes, I like to see the smiles on people's faces. Are you smiling? (laughs) And then like you said, it cuts to Rose and she's just smiling and nodding. It's so funny. It is so stupid and funny. Like, not only it's because they elevated it, not only yeah. is it a mime who talks, he's a mime who yells. Who and that yells. was very funny to me. It was
1: so incredibly funny. I could oh. not stop. And then literally Michael was looking at me being like, What is so funny about this? And I was like,
0: it's just funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. So I loved that ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Roland and Chewie are in the kitchen when mm. Oliver comes down. Remember Oliver? Yeah. Um, So it turns out, um, Betty Gilpin and Allison Brie and the rest of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling are coming to Miami and he wants to get a ride to get tickets Mm. and Chewie and Roland basically both say no. And he's just like, thanks a lot. And he leaves. Yeah. And then the phone rings.
1: It's the man from the government.
0: And this is this for me, I think is Cheech Marin and Don Cheadle's funniest moment together on the show for me so far in this series um it's a little long it's like a minute but we wow, have to play it because little... it's okay. so good what's my
1: name hey man who is it yeah man who is this oh it's a guy from the government <clears throat> the name's bob <laughs> bob clark What's <laughs> was <With> a b <laughs> As in born here. Hey, <laughs> eh, white man. <laughs> Damn near an albino. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a whitey named Bob. <laughs> B-O-B, Bobo bubble. <laughs> Give me the phone, Bob. Hey, man, I'm telling you, white it up. Hello, this is Roland. Can I help you? It's a guy from the Department of Social Services. They're checking up on Oliver. Oh, hey there, hi there, hold there. <laughs> yeah, could you speak up? I can hardly hear you over the Pat Boone in the background. <laughs> hey, good white guy, man. Huh? I mean, I, yes, it's funny, but I, I'm, I think I'm more bothered by this scene than anything. Really. It bothers Okay. I get I'm not, it. No, I get it. I'm not bothered by the content of the scene. I think I actually think it's very funny for these two actors to be doing like white voice. Like that. That's a really funny bit that I feel like we should see more of on television because that is just sort of, you know, we can be made fun of. Like, let's be made fun of. And so I love that part of it. But the scene itself, the whole setup for the scene, I'm bothered by the story, I'm bothered by the disrespect to this character that we've been told to appreciate but now we can't appreciate because he's being sent away and it's like it's I just the whole the whole layout of this story is just it just blows me away.
0: Yeah, like I said, this this should have been because what they're trying to do in this episode is have a big emotional story between Rose and Blanche which you know, we'll find out at the end of the episode this is an episode about Blanche Realising that for nearly her entire life, she's always depended on a man and she doesn't want to do that anymore. And man. that's a big thing for Blanche to realize. And they're in, it's a friendship story between her and Rose. So that's the big emotional story.
1: But it's kind of lost. But what I will say it is but lost. What
0: they're so. also trying to do is tell a story about, you know, Roland, who's been this father figure to Oliver for, you know, who though. who knows who knows how long. <laughs> He's, he's actually been fostering Oliver and now for this boy to leave. And that's a very, that can be a very traumatic thing for a child to have to go into a foster system, to have to go back to a parent, you know, so it's just. They, they just did that story such a disservice. I, I was really, like you said, it, at one point I go, wait a minute, did I miss something? Because they like wrap it up so quickly.
1: So quickly that um, we never even see him leave.
0: We never, I know. Yeah, we never see him say goodbye to Roland, to the women. We Like I said, we never see him find there's out so that his mother's people, back in there's town. There's so
1: many characters in this episode that are mentioned that we don't meet, but are pivotal characters to the story, i.e., the government person, the, the date that the man that is so changing Blanche's direction in her life that we meet the mother sure for a second, but we never see the mother with, with, uh, the kid. Like we never see anything. It's yeah.
0: It's anyway. So So the um, the reason this government or this person from Department of Social Services is calling is because Oliver's mother is out of rehab and um, the court thinks she's ready to take him back. This is not how it
1: works, by the way. Like this is uh, only because this part of it bothered me, even though I get that it's a comedy. I get I get that it's a comedy. I get that that the story has to flow and stuff, but they would never have a mother fresh out of rehab go alone to pick up their child that's in foster care. In mm-hmm. fact, the foster parent probably would not have, I mean, I can't speak to this so much, but because I texted my mom about this, who was in foster care and the, the foster parent would not really have any contact with the parent. It would be the social worker that would do all of mm-hmm. the, the communication that would set up everything, that would be the point person for picking up the child from the foster home to take it to the new home after the mom is set up. But even then, once the mom gets out of rehab, there's gotta be an observation period. There's gotta be a period where Mm -hmm. she can establish that she can pay her bills, that she can do the things, or they can, you know what I mean? Like have a sustainable life for the kid. So, so much of it, even though that would be a very dramatic episode of the Golden Palace, I get that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Jolie Richards' character should have been a social worker being, and it would have been more dramatic if they wanna go through the drama direction, which they kind of did, have the social worker come, take him away. That would have been a really interesting and compelling moment to see Roland deal with that. Like that would have Mm -hmm. been interesting. The mom wasn't Mm -hmm. necessary.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hear you. I I thought it was interesting that, you know, I, I I think the reason, again, the reason why I initially thought she was there is because I'm curious to know what Oliver thinks of her, you know, does he, you know, does he feel uncomfortable around here? Does he resent her? Does he feel, did he ever feel like unwanted? Like any of this was his fault as a child? Like, you know, children sometimes blame blame themselves. And yeah, and I go like, well, you know, what's weird too is that they go through all this trouble to write the character off the show to sort of send him, give him a reason to send him away. And, but, but they might as well have, but, but they've also gone all these episodes without having him. He's just, they just let him go So many episodes. They could have just let him go because you know what you remember on family matters. Yes. Judy, the daughter, yeah. I believe the actor was let go from the show, mm-hmm. but one episode or one new season guess what? Judy's just not part of the family anymore. She's never talked about again. They literally just made this character disappear. The
1: audiences can adapt to, I mean, look at I Dream of Jeannie. Like they can adapt to changes in shows. And especially if it's a character that didn't hold many stakes for the story, which this kid did not.
0: So like that, and that's something I'm going to ask Mark Sopkin, which is it's clear that Oliver wasn't working, And could it have been like a Coco situation where they go, ah, too many cooks in the kitchen, quite literally with Coco. Like, so we we just don't have room for this character. It's too big of an ensemble, which, you know, as we all know, Coco was let go because Estelle Getty was such a huge part of the pilot and she was only supposed to be a guest star. And they were like, no way, she's got to be part of the main cast. So obviously something wasn't working either with the actor or with the character of Oliver, because- he started off in the beginning of this the series, like he was in like every episode and then yeah. he just kind of drops off. So something was happening in that time. But then it's well, like, think- why go through the trouble
1: well, you're doing the this big send off? Because you see it, uh, to me, it makes perfect sense. You see that like, you know, in the original series when Coco didn't work after after uh, Sophia came into the mix, it really was a show about the four women and you could even make an argument that the fifth golden girl was Stan. In that because mm-hmm. he was in so many episodes and he was such a part of stories that like stan could be considered sort of the new coco in a lot of ways um and in this you have but the roland.
0: difference was is that he didn't live there and coco oh, was supposed exactly. to live in the house as well
1: yeah so that's that's a huge difference but in this roland is sort of the fourth golden girl in a way and chewy and and oliver i'm sorry Chewie, you don't really You're not really a part of this. Like it doesn't, and you see it in the character developments. You see it in how they interact with each other that, that they don't, it should be this core four. It should be this core or even this core five, if you include Chewie. And it doesn't work with so many people in the mix.
0: I I truly think it is that I think, and I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, that it's really hard to have a child on a show as a as a series regular when it's not a show about an entire family. Yeah. Because this is about friendship. The show's about friendships, it's about the the business of running a hotel. An agent. There are there are, you know, dating stories yeah. and it's like where do you put a child in these stories
1: I'm a kid child in my way of looking for Don Cheadle's Cheadle frankly like get the kid sure. move the kid away I don't want him here I want so I
0: I have no a fun. feeling that's why it was difficult is that they thought oh it would be fun to have a kid but then it was it was just really hard to to wrap him up into these adult stories because it's not these aren't family stories in so much as you know yeah, the way on like the Goldbergs are telling you know telling the story about like you know the way your mom you know smothers you and wants to tuck you in every night even though you're getting too old for that because that those weren't the types of stories they were telling they weren't about like growing up and, and that's parenting-
1: what makes this episode so jarring is it's just so colossally unnecessary to have this kid send off be this big in that yeah we don't it- nothing happens in this episode that's particularly yeah interesting. Um,
0: it was just anyways, Although i just, do
1: love i sorry. do love that when they all i think it's wait where are we on the next scene
0: so so we're still we're literally still at like the scene two um so uh chewy after they get off the phone with the uh the dss worker um chewy's like you know this is great roland like this is what you've always wanted this was supposed to be a temporary arrangement yeah um but roland
1: through some of this because it's so boring like okay, literally, um, literally like so much of this kid's departure story is just like, get to the mom coming. Cause at that point. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, there is a really funny, um, Rose moment here where, uh, so Roland doesn't want to tell Oliver, doesn't want to tell the women yet about yeah. it until she actually shows up, which I actually think is really responsible. I agree. Yeah. Um, and Chewie's like, well, you can't hide anything from the women. They're going to take one look at you and yeah. know you're hiding something. And then Roland's like, "Well, I guess we're just going to have to act natural, like there's nothing wrong." And yeah. just then, Rose walks into the kitchen, so they start whistling. Wait, and Rose minute. goes, "Yeah, go ahead."
1: No, I mean, she's, I mean, and then she, she's, she's yeah. trying to figure out the song. Yeah. I don't know the line. Oh, she and goes, then- wait
0: a minute. What is this? <gasps> oh yeah, Yankee Doodle, and they all start whistling <laughs> it. Anyway, it made me laugh.
1: I also loved Rose's outfit here. I have to be honest.
0: Well, what was she wearing in the seat? A
1: blue, like a blue. I mean, a typical blue sort of rose look, but it was just
0: pretty. Is that the thing? It was like teal and had some like no, flowers and stuff on it. It was like a it.
1: deep blue. The teal oh, okay. one later for, uh, the wrote, actual, for the actual Sweet 16.
0: Yes. I loved that outfit. Yes. Yeah, um, so Blanche shows up nearly in ecstasy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and this line was so funny. She goes, girls, you're not going to believe this. I think I'm in love. And Roland goes, excuse me. And Rose goes, oh, that just means she slept with someone.
1: So funny. So funny. I do uh, wonder though, because she says later, Blanche then says in the scene, "I had the big O for the first time." And were they not able to say orgasm?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Because I, I mean, th- they didn't say it. They said penis, but they didn't say orgasm, which made me wonder: were they just not allowed to say orgasm?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Because I mean, interesting. the big I O. I never. I've never heard it called the big O before. I just called. Oh, it- I have. Really? Have you? I've yeah. Never
0: oh, yeah. The big O. Yeah.
1: But I also love that. One of the things, again, this is a moment that I thought was a little bit off in the writer's room, is that Rose knows what the big O is. There's no, and the, to me, that was an opportunity for Rose to confuse what the big O is with something. And it was just, she knew exactly what it was. And I was like, Rose, oh
0: how yeah, does, how
1: does Rose know what the big O is?
0: I, It would have been funny if she thought the big O was like, like a giant. Something. Yeah, like or like a giant donut, atop, yeah. like a top, like the donut shop in her Yeah, hand.
1: I mean, this is such um, an opportunity for a joke, and it just it was kind of missed. And there's also well, a running bit too, where where uh, again a running bit that made no sense. That Blanche kept looping, um, Roland into which she says the girls, which is further evidence that Roland really is one of the girls, and which I stand by. But he's so bothered by it because he's not a girl, and I'm just like, this is so unnecessary.
0: Well, the, the thing I thought was confusing about the scene and I'm so sorry. Cause I've like, I've really, I really try to stay positive, but also Roland like, so he's, he's like, ew I don't want to, you know, like he says, I'm not one of the girls. I don't, you know, like blueberries and my bagels or whatever. I don't want to hear about your stupid personal life. Yeah. And then, and then when Blanche says for the first time, "I had the big O," Roland spins around and he's like, oh, "Say what?" And now he's interested, but his attitude is conflicting from earlier when yeah. she says she's sexually frustrated, and he's like, "Whoa, I don't want to talk about this."
1: None of it, it she, None of it. So track.
0: like now, but now I don't know. So that was very conflicting.
1: The only um, thing that stood out to me in this scene was when Blanche calls herself the White Tina Turner, which I fully support.
0: <laughs> I that was very funny. Um I. It's it's weird to me that after all these years, after all these stories, like Blanche has really never had an orgasm before. I don't buy it. I don't because buy it. I don't like either. That. That, like, this you is know canon. she had a bathtub
1: moment. You know she had, I mean, that woman was having orgasms before people, before there was a word for orgasm.
0: I mean season one when the women are all sitting around talking about it and they're <laughs> like the first time did you which goes oh many 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 many, many, many times. times
1: yeah exactly so- it doesn't track it doesn't track at all which to me speaks to maybe like we were saying before we started recording this was the moment that the show kind of like lost its footing I, I haven't seen the other episodes after this so I don't know if it gets better but like it th- this feels jarring to me this feels like a dramatic departure from what we've seen in past episodes which have been legitimately very funny
0: I, I do feel like this isn't the first episode where too much has been going on but um no and i think they do i i think this one was just kind of a hiccup um but yeah the tina turner thing was really funny where she says and reply oh uh, <laughs> yeah because rolling because yeah blanche goes um i've always thought of myself as the white tina turner yeah. and Roland goes. He kind of looks at her. He's like, in what way? And Rose goes, her skin's lighter. See, for exi- for instance, you'd be more like a black Tina Turner. <laughs> and Roland's like, and you'd be more like a dumb Tina Turner.
1: Which I did not like. Mm. I felt that I felt again, Roland started with, with pointing out Blanche's eating. And now he's calling Rose dumb. This is disrespectful.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, careful. Um, but oh. The point is, of all of this, is that um, Blanche is seeing... Ernie, it. Ooh, Ernie again. Tonight. We never see.
1: We never see Ernie,
0: which I honestly is fine. Fine with me. It doesn't matter because to me, that's not the point of the story. This is a story between Rose and Blanche.
1: Yeah. sure. Um,
0: So, Oh God. in my notes, I just wrote, but the party is in two days. They have more auditions and the company making the pens called about confirming yeah. the copy on the pens, blah, 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 Blanche blah, blah.
1: Blanche is having more sex with Ernie than she is doing the actual job of Assisting Rose in planning this sweet 16 party. That's really all you need to know about the storyline.
0: Yeah. And she's going, like, come on, I need this. I yeah. need this.
1: And then she goes, I was just practicing that last one.
0: Yeah. Oh, god. <laughs> Which I um, that
1: was funny to me. I liked that.
0: Um, so then I wrote, Chewy gave Oliver 50 bucks to see the wrestling mamas or something.
1: Yeah. Again. Um,
0: okay. cool. and now it's like now it's like a day later or something. Blanche isn't around. Uh, Rose is pissed that this guy Ernie is taking up all of her time They're in the
1: office, right? Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. This is when she says, this is the hump that broke the camel's back. And Roland's like, I think you mean the straw that broke the camel's back. And Rose is like, man, you really don't know about her personal life. Do you?
1: Which is true. That's, and again, this, this episode did kind of feel like a different kind of Rose too, because she's not, she's not naive Rose in this episode, really. Mm -mm. She has, she has some real sort of, almost snappy bitchy comebacks
0: yeah it was funny um so then blanche comes into the office right as rose starts showing roland the custom pens that she ordered that are were supposed to say pen is compliment compliment from us to pen is pen is compliments from us to you again even even though earlier they were supposed to say compliments of the golden palace but and it was
1: you know that some poor writer was tasked with coming up with an acronym for penis that or coming up with a way to put penis into this thing that it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't even work. It doesn't even work on a pin. Look at a pin, look at a pin. <laughs> and like, can you imagine putting penis compliments from us to you in a straight line on a pin that shit get would have rubbed off real quick. I mean, look at the, even the profile ball that I have here is only in the center.
0: So for those, since a uh, podcast is an audio <laughs> medium h allen is holding up a pen yeah. and I'm, sort I'm, of displaying it i like looking a... at all
1: of my pins here again courtyard this is a hotel pin uh, i have a hotel pin here it's courtyard by marriott and what does it say it just says courtyard there is not enough room for penis compliments from us to you i'm i'm just saying
0: <laughs> oh carrie you're getting real worked up about the logistics <laughs> um So, uh, so, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a little funny where, um,
1: it's funny, uh, don't get me wrong. It's just, well, well, I um, thought
0: it was funny that, um, they say, and I forget who it is. Oh, I think it's, um, Rose who says, you know, they're supposed to say compliments of the golden palace or, or pen is compliments from us to you, except they left out the space between pen and is. And I think they should have left the joke at that because, yeah, I know. Like, give give the audience the benefit of the doubt. De- like, the audience, these audiences are smart; they can yes put that word together. But then to have and there's a laugh there. The audience gets it, but then yeah. they have Roland spell it out and say like, the, the the pens say penis compliments, you know, from us to you. Too
1: much. Too much. And,
0: and I was like, no, no, the audience gets the joke. Too much. Um. So they're like, well, clearly they're going to have to call the pen printing company. Uh, but Blanche can't call the pen printing company because she has a lunch date with Ernie. Ooh, Ernie. And she just
1: thinks the pen is really funny, which I mean, it is. But like, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so Rose, of course, is rightfully pissed. And yeah. Blanche just thinks that Rose is jealous. Blanche is a terrible, I keep saying this terrible business partner they need to yeah. buy that woman out of the hotel and um and she says uh oh so blanche is now upset that, that rose is upset and yeah. blanche goes you may be my business partner but you're not my friend just because she thinks- rose is
1: fine with that because Rose is like, this is mm-hmm. this is our livelihood. You're screwing up our livelihood.
0: Here. And that's where, and again, like, you know, things get complicated when you go into business with a friend, but Don't the fact it. that the fact that Blanche actually thinks that this is about jealousy, yeah, it's like, come on, you're the one who booked the sweet 16 party. You're never here. Like, of course, she's going to be upset with you. Of course. She was, she's being so selfish yeah um so then there's like a guy that's checking out and oh uh, there's like a penis joke pen and he gets the penis pen and roland you know, is uh, da, da.
1: and it's it um, the car that Sophia took the car so, so he parked the old lady parked the car
0: yeah because i guess like another service they do at the hotel is they wash cars i'm like who's washing cars like I, that's probably where oliver's been all this, this
1: time he's outside probably. washing the cars
0: So he's like, Yeah, I left my keys with the little old lady. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Sophia wanted to drive. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So now we have roughly.
1: Okay. Yeah. This, I need this is this bit. The whole time I was watching this, I was so confused because a it harks back to uh eat your hot out Gladys whatever when when blanche's car is being taken away or towed away or something and they all take a ride as it's being towed away and that's really the only outside shot with the exception of the last episode that we see on the golden girls you know right and
0: by outside you mean uh, like on location, meaning on location, yeah. meaning not in a sound stage where they yeah. shoot the yes. show. This yeah. is when you literally go out into the real world. Yes, and so what we are seeing is an on location shot of a car driving on the highway with a child with, and an
1: old lady in it. But we don't know if that's actually Sophia. It's and, definitely
0: and, not them. It's like yeah. it's stunt people or um yeah. uh like Mark Sotkin and
1: his like mom.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's doubles. It's it's, it's yeah. doubles basically. Yeah. And they have, so we're, we're positioned like there are a couple like behind the car, then in front, then of, the in front car, of the car and there's roughly a 17 minute conversation
1: between yeah. Sophia
0: and, and there's Oliver. A commercial,
1: there's a commercial break that separates the conversation, oh, God. which blows me. So as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, I want to, because I know, True hardcore Golden Girls fans are out there screaming because there were three on-location shots on the original series. There was uh, Dorothy's wedding in the last episode when you in saw the limo. the limo. There was the episode where you know you see them with the being towed, and then there was uh, the the Rose episode where she's running through the in the
0: parking door. garage. Yes.
1: So I'm sorry, I corrected myself, but in this, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking. This feels like so much more of an expense than just on your soundstage having these two actors in a car with a screen behind them. Like how much this doesn't make sense to me. You can actually have a shot of Sophia driving on a soundstage in a car that's just on a soundstage. I don't get why they went to this expense.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: Because I mean, think think about the money involved in hiring two extras first off and getting a location permit for driving on that road. Cause you know, CBS is going to have to do that. Getting, getting the shots, the multiple takes you're gonna have to do on a road where there are other cars on the road. Like there were so many different elements that I was like, what is happening here? And why is this scene so long? When you watch on friends, you watch on King of the Hill, you watch on so many shows where you see actors in cars driving. Why didn't they just do that?
0: Well, to be fair, King of the Hill is an animated show. We're not King of the Hill, uh,
1: King of Queens, King of Queens, King of Queens.
0: Well, where you see
1: them driving.
0: So this was ninety three. This was a little bit before those shows. So
1: years before Friends.
0: Well, but and and you're
1: telling me that Seinfeld, which was on at this exact time, there's even the famous car episode of Seinfeld. They had car up scenes all the time on Seinfeld, and it was airing at the exact same time as this show.
0: Okay, I was going to say maybe the green screen technology was a little bit of a pain in in the butt back then. But green
1: screen, you just have the screen because that's what they would do. They would they would have the projected image on the screen, or they would have the background stationary background shot or something. And there's move it. Like there were so many ways that Roseanne Seinfeld, all these shows showed driving moments. And it's like, why didn't they
0: Well, here's what it could be is that maybe they didn't have um, the actor, Billy Sullivan, who played Oliver. I mean, children have to go to school when they're on set. So they can't work crazy hours. It could have been that where they, or they, they just, he wasn't. I don't know. Maybe they just.
1: I mean, I don't know if I even him, buy that so because he was a- in this episode for two minutes and no, I know the most dramatic scenes. We never saw him in, and this was the whole point of his storyline. We didn't even see him with his mother in this episode.
0: Oh, I know. Anyway, long story short, uh, I mean, they're basically he's just like you know the blinkers on and they're out joyriding. I don't know. Yeah. But Sophia stole a customer's car.
1: Yeah. Stole a car
0: super illegal. Like this is a big deal. Yeah. But okay. Anyway, back at the hotel, um, Roland has called the cops, but there's been no sign of Sophia and Oliver. Blanche says she called the boys club in the senior center, but they're not there. Um, to rewind, both Sophia and Oliver have t- have expressed exactly where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do. So yeah. Sophia wants to go into town to get her feet scraped, to get a yogurt. Yeah. Oliver wants to go to the wrestling show. Why don't you start there?
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: So then
1: Holy Blanche. Rich. Oh, wait. yes.
0: No, not yet. Uh, Bl- not yet, right? I know. I have a feeling <laughs> listeners oh. are
1: like, what is going on? Why is this taking so long?
0: Oh, boy. So then Blanche, oh God, Blanche says she feels bad because she was so insensitive to Sophia earlier. Yeah. Then she turns and apologizes to Rose who sa- and says, I was insensitive to you too. And Rose forgives her. And I'm sorry, I got to put my TV writer hat on here for a second and say that with this apology, Blanche's turn and her behavior It did did not feel earned to me. They get into this fight. And then all of a sudden Blanche is like, and you know what? I was insensitive to you too, honey. I'm sorry, because guess what? Nothing's resolved because she's still going to go out with, Ooh, Ernie. So like, why did she even apologize? I don't know. Waste of space on the page is what I say. Mm -hmm. Then Blanche admits that she was shirking her responsibilities at the hotel, but don't worry. She has a solution she booked Ernie to stay at the hotel so she can balance her time between working the Sweet 16 party and working Ernie.
1: I'm so over this. this Oh, God.
0: Still irresponsible. And it's still irresponsible. And it would have been better
1: if she was just hungry the entire episode.
0: But this sick burn from Rose is amazing. Blanche goes, now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to slip into something that's going to make me look my best. And Rose says... May I suggest a time machine? <gasps>
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, Rose in this episode is Rose spicy. in the sick
0: burns. So Rose and Blanche exit the kitchen, leaving just Chewy and Roland. Um, and when in suddenly walks, Jolie Fisher, a.k.a. Paula Webb, a.k.a. Totally Oliver's
1: mom. I, I always was saying Jolie Richardson the entire time. I'm you
0: sorry. were saying Jolie Richardson. Which I can, and I don't think yeah. I corrected you. It's yeah, fine. everybody else it's was probably like, Fisher, what? Fisher,
1: daughter of Eddie Fisher and... Not Debbie Reynolds, someone else. No, no,
0: Connie Stevens, who was a singer and an actor.
1: Yeah.
0: Jolie uh, Jolie Fisher is, of course, half sister, half sister to the late great Carrie Fisher. And yes, this, so this appearance was uh, one year before she was cast as one of Ellen's friends, age on the TV show Ellen that ran from 94 to 98.
1: Technically, I do, she was not in. I don't believe she was in the first season when it was called, I know way too much about the Ellen show, when it was called these friends of mine, when very rare that they changed the, the title of the series in the second season to Ellen, but that now it's called Ellen sort of retroactively, but it was called these friends of mine. And it was a I totally different, that. it was a totally different cast in the first season. And then in the second season, only one of the cast members stayed and then it was a whole new cast.
0: I I don't remember this change, which makes me wonder, like maybe I started watching it when it was rebranded as Ellen. Probably. Um, I, oh God, my, when I was in high school, my friends and I, and I'll make this a really quick one. um, We used to reenact entire episodes of television shows in our theater arts class because the teacher (laughs) gave us, the teacher was amazing. Her name was Wendy. We're still friends to this day. She would give us free reign to do whatever we wanted. And so we would- my friends and I, one of my friends, Ryan, I just saw over the weekend. Um, he lives in Florida. Mm. We would uh, watch, we would literally tape episodes of Will and Grace and Ellen, and we would watch them and play, pause, play, pause, and write out the entire, like, so we would script it out, like verbatim dialogue. Oh and my- then we would make uh-huh. copies and we would hand it out and we would, oh, we would, you know, assign each other roles. And I was always Grace because my friend did a really good Karen voice. But then, we did the Ellen episode, the coming out episode of Ellen with yeah. Laura Dern, which is one of the greatest episodes of sitcom oh, television. Incredible. You yeah. have to see it. Yeah. And I got to play Ellen for that episode. <gasps> oh, and I loved it. And I, I, I to... realized perhaps it's problematic for a straight woman to be playing the role of a gay woman. I understand. No, it's but back a in high school. I
1: never subscribed to that.
0: I don't know. It's I, I understand, though, if you know, yeah, I, but I As a queer
1: person, I'm telling you, I have no problem with that. Um, other queer I... people, but I do not. Uh, I loved,
0: anyways, Ellen so was such
1: that. a good, Ellen, Ellen Lowkey is sort of like a, a, I love Lucy sort of slapstick physical comedy series that like scratched every itch that I have in comedy. It was so smart, so good. I mean, even down to a moment, There's an episode where uh, her and, and Jolie Fisher go to like a, like a fitness sort of spa thing where they can't eat and they're starving and they sneak out one night to go get food at a 7-Eleven and as they're going she gets ellen gets caught on the bars of the spa thing and she's just like hanging there it's so funny it's so stupid but it's so funny
0: that's amazing i don't remember that episode i just remember i think her friend's name was audrey yes absolutely. and she was Lewis. the one oh, that Lewis. would
1: go yeah hello ellen yeah she <laughs> was remember so that was her voice. good she was so the episode of ellen talk show that i was on was her 20th anniversary i think of coming that episode of of you know the puppy episode and it was so cool to see all of them on like they came on as guests and everything and i came on and told my story about when i heard you can see it online it's all on youtube um but uh wonderful my story of sort of like what that episode meant to me and me watching it and it was a big deal it was a big 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 deal in yeah life.
0: it was yeah. a big deal yeah
1: that's it that's Aww. all i got
0: that's <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it before I go to bed tonight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Julie Fisher comes, she's just so lovely on screen. I, she's, great. she's just so natural. She's such a natural organic actor. I really appreciated her. Um, so she comes in and she's like, so thankful that Roland helped take care of Oliver. And she's like, you know, Oliver wrote me a lot of letters about you. And she goes, well, anyway, uh, where's Oliver? Yeah. And Roland and Chewie are like, they're trying to stall by pretending not to know who she's talking about while awkwardly and loudly laughing. And if I were this woman, I would be like, oh, my God, these men murdered my son. Yeah, they're trying the to child? hide something. What are they trying to hide? Yeah. Um, and and finally, Roland's like, actually, um, he's out with one of his foster grandmothers. And she's just like, um, OK, sure. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just come back later. Yeah. But then she spins around and she's like, mm, grandmother, she's like okay. Right. Which I thought was the weirdest thing for her to ask. Yeah. And Roland's like, Oh yeah, no, she's like a great role model, yada, 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 cut to we're back on location
1: and they're getting arrested. Uh,
0: where the car is pulled over and there's a cop at the window and everything is 80 yard. That means it's not recorded then and there on the day. It's yeah. all recorded later with microphones uh, in like a little booth. Um, and uh, and he's like, you know, the cop's like, "Ma'am, do you know how slow you were going?" And she goes, "Ah, bite me." which Sophia's been doing this whole epox on you thing up until now, but now her new runner is that she Just says, bite "Ah, bite me." He's the guess. Bart
1: Simpson of this. Yeah, it makes no yeah. sense it makes no sense.
0: Um, so now, now it's the day of the sweet 16 party, except not really, but they're just setting up for it. And Rose is like doing some flower arrangements. And this is where she's wearing the most amazing teal, like beautiful long sleeve, like fuchsia flowers. Love it. Um, Blanche again, even though Blanche has atoned and says that she's sorry, and she knows she's shirking her responsibilities comes downstairs and Rose is pissed because Blanche hasn't been around and there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah. And Blanche is like, Oh, sorry. Ooh, Ernie. Ooh, got us tickets for an evening cruise. And I can't say no. So you can't stop me kind of thing. And this um, is like,
1: again, how many, yeah, I'm so over the storyline. I'm sorry. I,
0: I know me too. Um, and then here's where Rose finally does what I've been wanting her to do for so many episodes um she goes i'm not stopping you i'm telling you not to come back
1: yeah yeah
0: like yeah which is yeah. what you should do um and uh you know blanche is like um you know i know what you're gonna i know what you're gonna say i'm but you know it's not it. a man you do whatever and rose is like look I know that this isn't about Ernie. You are running away from this hotel because you can't handle the responsibility.
1: Again, how is Rose so smart? I I Roland called her dumb earlier. Guess what? She's not.
0: Yeah. Blan- yeah, Rose then, is well, then really, blanche, yeah
1: blanche goes off blanche goes yeah off. blanche is yeah. like you know
0: i'm not scared of anything and maybe i uh, won't come back because i don't need you i don't need anything but and it's then, like so- blanche blanche you sold your house you kind yeah. of do need she's, this place
1: she's a mess she's a mess yeah. She's lena Dunham in every episode of girls um and sophia and and oliver then get brought in by police a police officer mm-hmm. because you know that makes yeah
0: sense. who's like you know, normally he, he's like, normally we'd take them downtown, but they asked to be placed in your custody, given their ages. And
1: people asked to be placed in people's custody when they're arrested. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> no, but the thing is, officer, again, I would like to
1: be placed in the custody of McDonald's.
0: So here's the thing. And again, I'm going to be, I'm going to play logistics police because you set it up and now, you and then, and then we're just going to forget about it. So the cop pulled them over because she was driving too slow. What's the cop going to do? Ask for your license and registration. Sophia's license is likely expired. Yeah. And the registration is not under her name, B. C. Guess what? There's probably an APB out on that car in all points bulletin because it has been stolen.
1: Well, has it been reported stolen?
0: Probably.
1: Uh, Maybe. Yeah.
0: Unless they just told that guy, like, oh, yeah, your car is being washed. We'll find it. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I don't um,
0: know. So then literally oh, go ahead. So then the cop blames basically Roland and Rose and everybody. He's basically like, maybe if you took better care of these, these two people, this old woman and this young man, they wouldn't wouldn't run away.
1: Yeah. Insane. Insane. And then Roland just grounds Sophia because we don't see Oliver leave. So that, I mean, literally it goes to that. It cuts from, this scene where he grounds Sophia for this action to Oliver's gone.
0: Not quite yet. yet. Oh god, Not, Almost. Well, Oliver. So th- I, I do believe this is the last time we see Oliver. Um, but Oliver and Sophia both say they've learned their lesson. But then once they're left alone, this guy oh, comes in yeah, the at the front desk and he's like, hey, I need someone to park my motorcycle and sidecar out front. And Sophia takes the keys and she's like, we can do that for you. I'm so concerned. At but it this then point. Cuts, it
1: cuts from this to, to Oliver being gone. They're in the kitchen. And,
0: so, uh, so yeah. So now they're, um, they're in the kitchen. And that's what and I'm saying. This
1: makes no sense that literally so, we don't ever, the action of this episode, the point of this episode, the whole entire point of why this episode exists, we don't even see.
0: no. So, um, so Chewy notices that they're all back and he's like, Hey, did you tell Oliver about his mom? And Roland is like, no, no, no. I'll tell him tonight. And, but we, I mean, we don't know what time Julie Fisher is coming back. And like, you don't want Oliver to be surprised that she's coming back, but they keep doing this thing where he's like, no, 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 I I don't want to tell him yet. And it's like, oh, there's going to be this big emotional thing where, you know, Roland is going to ask to keep Oliver. Like, I, I was just like, where, you know, this is the natural place you think this is going because he keeps he keeps not wanting to tell Oliver. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to have a conversation forward. with Oliver's mom. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Literally, then- Literally, I um, want to do a physical fast I know, forward. I know, on this. I know, I know, I know, I'm so sorry. Um, okay, so then Blanche comes back and this is actually, a this is a, to me, this was the most poignant moment of the episode. Blanche comes back. And she tells Rose that she decided not to go on the cruise with Ernie because of something he said, she told him about the fight that they had. And he said, he'd take care of her. And she realized maybe she can't handle responsibility. And when she gets scared about that kind of stuff, she runs to a man who she can depend on, but she doesn't want to have to depend on a man anymore. She wants to make something of herself with this hotel. Like to me like the the essence of, and this is where this could have been such a, a, I think this is a really powerful thing for Blanche Devereaux. When we think of Blanche, we think of a woman who's always going after men, always dating a new man. She loves sex. She's always sleeping with men. She's, you know, empowered and all this stuff, but for Blanche to admit that maybe she depends on men too much in her life. I just, I thought that was such- I don't know. I thought that was a really clever, I don't I call clever, poignant it thing. Of
1: all the characters, of everybody, Rose would be the one who depends on men too much. I mean, she depended upon Miles for way, way, way too long. And I don't know. Blanche has never depended on a man. In fact, she's kind of repelled against it. And she's always been independent and done her own thing. And so to me, I'm like- why now? I don't know. I don't
0: know. I think this actually does fit in with her character because remember when um, we've seen things like, uh, I think when she was dating, when she was dating the blind man, I think his name might have been, was it John? I can't remember, but you know, when she talks about how she's like always um,
1: she's been praised for her looks and now she has been praised for her, her looks
0: yeah. and, and 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 so she puts like a lot of weight on that and and I do think that we know that you know deep down she really is an insecure I don't want to say like little girl but there is an insecure little girl inside of her yeah. so I don't know for me it kind of tracked with the character I, I mean, thought I don't mind it I was don't mind really it. I, just, thing.
1: I don't mind it I'm I'm literally I think this episode I mean in fact I mean even like I mean, even the listeners are like I, was, I mean we're, we're clocking in at 106 now so it's like they're probably oh, like oh I know this episode is frustratingly uh, confusing. And I feel so, like yeah. we're, we're representative of that.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I like I said, I knew it was going to this was we're taking on a big challenge today. But yep. I think that if they had lifted the idea of we have the Sweet 16 party, if they had just lifted that and it was just like Blanche isn't around and Rose yeah. is getting frustrated that's all that they needed. They didn't need to bring in this whole like it's a sweet 16 party and the banker's note. And we gotta make these pens and we gotta have the auditions for the thing. Yeah. If they had lifted all of that, they could have let that storyline breathe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then I think the Roland Oliver mother coming back, that needed to be a separate episode where that was the main story. And the girls could have been very involved in that. Yeah. Um, you but know, this giving one, Roland advice and
1: literally Roland just says that he's gone. And he left the girls a note and that's it
0: yep i i literally i wrote this i this is where i paused the episode and i realized we only had a minute and 48 seconds left of the episode and oliver hadn't had a big conversation with roland he didn't say goodbye to the women and i was like wait did i miss something and no roland just glumly walks into the kitchen and blanche is like hey where's oliver first time they've ever asked that when this kid disappears nobody yeah. bats an eye yeah. And Rose Rose just goes, Oh, honey, he's gone. His mom came to get him. She's doing great. He was excited to see her. And I was like, What?
1: Yeah, makes no sense.
0: What? And and so Roland's pretty bummed. And Blanche is like, you know, he'll be back to visit. Oh, well, I didn't get to say goodbye to him. But but then, like, don't worry, because Roland gives Blanche a note and he's like, Hey, Oliver left you all this note. Which sell, which says, I never knew grandmas could be so much fun. I love you guys. I'll miss you guys. PS tell Sophia thanks for the ride.
1: Cool. Cool.
0: Like
1: <laughs> this poor wait, actor. So the, the last so time we see
0: him, Like we the last time we see him, he's being brought in with Sophia by the cops. And like we don't get to see him enroll and Roland say goodbye to each other. Yeah. And we don't get to like we don't we don't even know how he feels. And even this is even empty- Roland doesn't get yeah. to have an emotional moment roland just looks bummed
1: this and is officially it. the empty nest episode of the golden palace it is the one uh, that makes no then i oh god and then and then, the, and
0: then the well, end of the let's episode.
1: let's get let's get to my favorite moment of the episode um which is which is in the last minute where that man who auditioned tag. Uh, the tag of this episode the man who auditioned then is in the box, the episode ends, the women leave, it's in the lobby, the box is in the lobby and he's like, are you smiling? (laughs) I
0: so enjoyed his return. He yells out to them, he goes, good night. I so enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, which I guess was supposed to take place after that big sweet 16 party.
1: I I don't know, but he's still in the box. I mean, I love that. Should we should we take a break and come back with a golden takeaway?
0: Jesus Christ, yes.
1: Okay. We are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Now, from this episode, this golden takeaway is probably gonna be rough. So, Carrie, I will let you go as always.
0: My golden takeaway is when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, um, you burn your food and it ends up tasting mm-hmm. like crap, because you yeah. have all these different cooks and their are different ways of making things, and they put too many ingredients in it, and it's just like.: likes mess. a burnt
1: pop tart. No one likes a burnt pop tart. I love yeah. pop tarts though. I do.:
0: Nobody likes a burnt one. I agree. When that edge is burnt, you might as well throw it out. What's your golden takeaway? I'm in such a foul mood.
1: I know this episode was rough. We hope you guys uh, stuck around with us for this one because this is a long one, but this is we had to get through it. We had to get through it together. My golden takeaway from this episode is I've always known that the government in in Florida is shifty and strange. And I mean, you know, currently with Ron DeSantis as governor and everything that's going on. But I also feel like we really need to look into the child um, protection services of Florida because they're letting a mom just out of rehab just go pick up her kid without it seemingly any supervision whatsoever over the child's welfare or well being. I think that that is a wrong thing. And I think that um, we should look into that in Florida and ask the hard questions why? Why is this allowed? That's my golden takeaway. Look at Florida 60 minutes. Look into Florida.
0: That's a good golden takeaway. Thank you. I'm spent. I don't even want to go, but I'm worked up right now. I'm exhausted and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just like, I'm amped up. And I don't like feeling this way. I need to take like a lot of melatonin.
1: I haven't ate dinner yet. So I'm just hungry.
0: Oh gosh. It is nine o'clock at night. I need to go to bed. You need to have dinner. Um, Thank you all so much for listening and for joining us on this rickety roller coaster of an episode. (laughs) Um, Be sure to tune in next week when we watch Heartbreak Hotel.
1: It sounds fun actually. Guys, thanks so much for listening. As you know, we are on the hoo-ha-ha network and you can go follow hoo-ha-ha on all the socials and you can follow us on social media as well at on Twitter, Golden Girls Pod on Instagram, out on the Lanai official on Facebook at Golden Girls Pod. And I am H Alan Scott and Sadie Pines on everything.
0: And I'm Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you all have a second and you want to show us some love, you can rate and review us wherever you get this podcast before the more before. I'm um, so <laughs> because the more lovely ratings and reviews that we get, um the more visible this podcast is and the uh, more likely
1: And uh, we like when I you say talk. nice things. So please and other
0: other Golden Girls fans will find us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, i uh, thank you everyone please let us know what you think about this episode
1: yeah let's have a conversation let's have an engagement
0: i'm i will uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be on the lookout for comments i want to know what other people thought about this
1: episode (laughs) guys and as always
0: remember stay golden i think
1: i'm gonna get popeyes let's go to bed (laughs)